Hey guys, doing? Welcome to the show. Got an interesting type of deal that we're going to step back in time. We're going to take a time capsule back to the 80s. And why are we going to do that? Well, the reason we're going to do that is a lot of people don't understand the hell that was the 80s and why 1% clubs earned their 1% diamond. Them boys back then, whew, they were hardcore one percenters. Today, one percenters, except for the big ones, you know, I always talk about that, how personally, and this is just personally, I look at the clubs that have been around for decades as one percenters. New school stuff, I really don't look at that because they really haven't put in the work that these clubs have done. And I know their supporters for each of these big major clubs. But do you know some of the history behind the clubs and history of the diamond? A lot of people try to start clubs the wrong way. They don't follow tradition. They don't follow protocol. And the series that I'm going to do the golden age of biker warfare I think is important because them guys earned that patch, they lived that patch they didn't just pop up and put a patch on they lost brothers to prison they lost brothers to the grave it was some pretty hardcore stuff back then Kind of like what you're seeing in Oz now. Police usually base all their crap for the profiling or the reason for profiling on clubs' reputations. And those reputations go all the way back. So you got to ask yourself the question, do the cops nowadays have a legitimate argument about why they profile? My answer is no. Because a lot of things have evolved since the 70s, 80s, 90s when stuff was really bad. Technology is a thousand percent different than it was back then. You could get away with stuff back then you couldn't get away with now. It's very important to know the history. Especially when you got people that are, and there's a ton of them now, all over the internet talking about 1% this, 1% that. Which, hey, it's cool, that's up to them channels, and that's up to them creators, what they want to talk about. It's a free country. That's what's so good about America, is you can talk whatever you want. 
You got your freedom of speech. But there's a lot of different angles, the subjects that some of these people are talking about. I don't hear much about the history. I don't hear much about what the clubs have to go through back in them days. And then you wonder why there's protocol, there's traditions that should be followed. Because a lot of these people thrown on diamonds never had to put this kind of work in. I would gather that a lot of the members nowadays wouldn't even understand or couldn't take what these people went through. When you had to walk out your house and worry about looking under your car if there was a car bomb or if you're riding down the street next thing you know you're gunned down. That's the way it was back then. It was gangster back then. And I'd have to argue a lot more gangster than gangsters because a lot of bombs were in use back then. We're going to be covering a story going all the way back to 81 and 82. Just to give some content or content about the way they used to think. The things that they had to do to back their patches. Again, you won't see this nowadays. It's a whole different generation of people than it was back then. Back then, there was a different way of thinking because a lot of this stuff happened after the Vietnam War. When you got guys coming back from a war where people spat on you for just doing service for your country, yeah, there's going to be attitudes. And yeah, they already went over there and lived through hell. They had to deal with stuff like Agent Orange that the government covered up. They had to deal with all these protests and being called baby killers. Society is the ones that were at fault. They were at fault for the attitudes that were happening in the club scene. It's funny. We're having this big type of PC conversation in this country right now. Two different time periods, but still to this day, them leftists have never apologized to our Vietnam vets for how they were treated. So, of course, said Vietnam vets, when they joined a motorcycle club, really did lash out, man. They really did live outside of society's rules. And it's all on society for how they were treated. The reasons they thought that way. So that's one of the major 
deals of why I want to do this type of series. Because everybody knows I've been covering cases. I love doing that. And yes, on, you know, usually about 7 o'clock at night on Rockin' with Hollywood, I'm bringing some biker news to you. Of course, that's on MotorcycleMadHouseRadio.com. Or you to go to our Discord service and over in the Madhouse Radio Room, you can hear the show live as well. So yeah, I'm covering Biker News, just on a little different platform. And yes, I'm still going to have it on YouTube. But I really like to dig into this type of stuff. Because what I see now is... And I think this prompted me from comments, not only on my page, but other pages of people who really don't know what the hell they're talking about. A friend of mine brought up the fact that he was looking over some of the comments and stuff, and he says, man, you know what, 20-30% of your people don't even seem like they have a motorcycle, but they're coming on the platforms and giving their opinion on stuff. You'd think people would have at least a motorcycle before they start commenting on this group or that group. I get it. It's a very interesting subject. One percenters have been, you know, compared to the outlaw cowboys of the West. And they are in American folk folklore. But you got to know some of the reasonings behind that. It can't only be a police narrative like it is today. Going back then is one of the biggest reasons why clubs don't want to talk to the press. Because back then with the different attitude, it was always on them. They would never tell their side of the story, kind of like today, but it was worse. So a lot of clubs came up with a no policy of talking to the press. Because no matter what they said, it would be twisted and turned. Which is regrettable, because in the United States you're supposed to be able to get your side of the, uh, the story out in the press... All that good stuff. But I think the 60s period and that Vietnam War, where a lot of people are going to say, okay, we should have been there, we shouldn't have been there. But what we're forgetting is the people that served there, served in them jungles. They weren't allowed to fight, because if they were, they would have stomped them freaking people. It was all about politics. And our boys were caught up in that. And then you had the civil rights movement, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like what you're seeing in Portland right now, in Minneapolis with everything burning down. That's what the 60s were about into the 70s. It was chaos. And just like they want to play the race card now, they were playing that card on our soldiers as baby killers. So there is a lot, and this, you know what, the 1% deal, you know, they keep on pushing that it was the AMA deal, which it could have been, but they came out and said it wasn't. But I think 
more or less, it's not the diamond itself that makes you an outlaw, okay? An outlaw motorcycle club member. I think it's in your heart. Because they live it day in and day out. And when I see people that just start up clubs the wrong way, they have no respect for what the men went through, but it has to be in your heart. And a lot of these clubs that pop up or reestablish themselves as a one percenter do a big disservice to these type of men. I have always said that if you really want to get into the nitty gritty about what everything is about, go find you a gray beard from that time period, sit down, shut up, and let them talk. And they will give you knowledge that you would have never got. You're not going to get that kind of knowledge from me. You're not going to get that kind of knowledge from anybody else. You would have never had one of these guys. Or you you know what? Still to this day, the bigger clubs, you're not going to have people that go on the internet to try to tell you how this is or that is. Because you're not going to understand anyway. Yeah, you got official support clubs for these groups. And I can tell you, the official support groups, they'll freaking wipe out any of these freaking uh, new pop-up one-percenter clubs in a heartbeat. What people don't understand between the difference between an official support club and the club itself... Everybody still is together in the same chapter. The only difference with the support club is most of the time they got a lot of family commitments. They got a lot of work commitments. And it's a money deal. That's, you know, that's why they can't do all the traveling. They can't do this or they can't do that. But they make nationals and, you know, that's one misconception. You got Red Devils, you got Pistons, uh, you got Raiders. The only thing that they're missing is they can't put in the money or the family, you know, time. So that's a misconception as well. And I love how that's spread all over the internet because they both work hand in hand. They're out of the same clubhouses most of the time. But people ain't going to tell you that because they want to dramatize, well, this and that and blah, blah, blah. So, that's why I want to go into the history, try to give some context. So, we're going to see where it goes. We're going to go right now. We're going to jump in our time uh, machine and show you just how bad it really was back then. And why you need to give them respect to go through tradition, protocol, if you're going to start a damn club up. This right here is the type of reasons you need to do that. Screw your constitutional BS arguments. 
where you say, well, the U.S. Constitution gives me a right to do this. No. It does give you that right to do what you want. But when you're on the streets, you better be able to pat back that patch. That's what gives you a right to start your club. July 28th, 1982. Rock Hill, South Carolina. Undercover drug agents arrested a Hells Angels motorcycle gang leader after a tussle Wednesday, then called in the Army bomb experts to search a warehouse they believe was loaded with arms and ammunition and booby-trapped with explosives. It was no game back then. It wasn't drive-by shootings. No, this was actual warfare. I'd say guerrilla warfare back then. Again, in 82, the Vietnam War was still fresh. Our boys just came back. And they still had that mentality. I think a lot of the new people don't understand the mentality of those graybeards. That's why I said, all you have to do is sit down and talk to one of them. And you're going to be sitting there in awe like, you know what, maybe I should rethink the way I look at things. Steve Whitlow, a spokesman for the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, said agents sealed off the area about 20 miles south of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, home of the largest Hells Angels chapter on the East Coast. No one was allowed within several blocks of the Rent-A-Space Mini Warehouse grounds off of Interstate 77. The ATF was called in to investigate the seizure of a large quantity of firearms and possibly a large quantity of explosives. Whitlow said a team of demolition experts from the Fort Jackson Army Base near Columbia joined ATF and drug enforcement agents for a planned search of the warehouse, which was reportedly booby-trapped. I don't know about you... But booby traps, yeah, those are our boys, man. They had to deal with all kinds of freaking booby traps back in Vietnam. Punji sticks, uh, explosives. Oh my God, the stuff that they had to deal with. Fred Martin Scarnucci, 28, president of the Charlotte chapter of the Hells Angels motorcycle gang, was knifed in a scuttle with Drug Enforcement Administration agents who apparently were trying to set him up in a bogus drug deal. Hmm. He was 28, man. A lot different thinking back then. A lot more mature back then. 28, I did, still didn't know my head from my ass. But them guys were mature. They had to. They were aged quick. They had to grow up during the Vietnam era. He was treated for cuts on his left arm and hand at York General Hospital. He was arrested and held at York County Jail on unspecified charges. 
uh, the DEA agent suffered a broken nose. Hoorah! Hell yeah! Broken ass nose. At least two other unidentified people reportedly being held with them who were uh, who took charge of the motorcycle gang last October. After Charlotte President Michael Thunder Fianzo and another angel were shot to death. We're going to cover that. Big war back then. That was by Candy Wilde, July 28th, 1982. That sets this up. Next day, the 29th of 82, agents found a stockpile of weapons. Uh, undercover agents looking for drugs in commercial mini storage shed found a large and booby-trapped stockpile of weapons apparently met for use in a war between motorcycle gangs. So this was the next day they found booby traps. Authorities discovered the weapons at there. Uh, it talks about the army bomb experts. Then a quote was, the bomb squad was utilized because the warehouse was wired with some kind of heavy explosive. Once the booby trap was defused, agents seized C4. C4. They didn't play with these homemade bombs. No, this was actual military grade C4. Which it goes on to say, yeah, it was a plastic explosive, ammunition, grenades, and two fully automatic submachine guns equipped with silencers. Going back to today, I, again, I'd have to press my argument, a lot of these new jacks, and especially these new 1% clubs... They wouldn't even know what to do back then with this kind of warfare. This was serious stuff back then. And again, it's because of this type of stuff that the federal government now pins on all the new guys in these 1% clubs. And they use it as an excuse to profile them. It's the reputation, even though they know it's a different time period and it's different people and different ways of thinking. They still use this kind of stuff to push their agenda. After arrest in Scarnici and three other people, authorities obtained warrants to search the $20 a month unit. It was 20 bucks back then in 82 for a unit. The Charlotte chapter of the Hells Angels, the largest East Coast branch of the gang, and rival outlaws have fought over the lucrative drug and prostitution business in Charlotte for years. Now that was their perspective, not mine. And then it goes again about how he took over from Michael Thunder Fianzo, and I still think that's a cold case. Those deaths were 14th and 15th unsolved biker-related killings in the Carolinas since five outlaws were shot to death in July 4th of 79. And we also got that case that we'll be talking about because it's not what it seems. 
But there was 14th and 15th uh, unsolved biker-related killings. Very serious business. They uh, The state law enforcement division said uh, the DEA agents were searching for drugs, but, quote, found more they, than they bargained for. It would have been a tremendous explosion had the cache in the storage shed been detonated. You're damn right with C4, man. Whew. July 29th, 1982. Had to go all the way back, and this is the January 7th, 83 deal. And this tells you what they were sentenced for. Uh, the, they were sentenced in a, the actual assault. Uh, the president of the Charlotte chapter, the Hells Angels, and another club member were sentenced 30, Thursday to five years in prison for assaulting a federal agent. That's where he busted him in the nose. Club president Fred Martin Scarnucci and Thomas Lee Campbell faced a possible 10-year jail sentence for pistol whipping the undercover agent. Quote, I wouldn't have laid a hand on him if I'd known he was a federal agent. He told the district judge. But he did have a knife on me. And there's a good case of self-defense, man. We talked about that the other day. Do you have a right to self-defense with an un, you know an out-of-control cop? Now, if he didn't identify himself, and everybody knows they're going to pull a gun, yeah, they're a cop. But if you just have a knife and you don't identify yourself and there's a full-blown war going on, yeah, you're going to do something. Hamilton responded, I'm sure if you knew he was a federal agent, you would have gone out of the back door instead of the front door. Later, Campbell said he jumped into the July 27th fight between Scarnucci and Judge uh, drug agent John Lantrum to help out his comrade. They were using Comrade all the way back then. And Comrade, and the reason why I get pissed off about it, is because that's a Soviet Union and a communist term. I was just stopping a man from cutting my friend. I only hit him when he approached me. Landrum, an agent with the DEA, testified he accompanied... Informer, they had the informers all the way back then. Gary Hutspeth to the house to discuss a drug deal two weeks before. So that was back, way back. That was uh, what happened with that one case. I can't find, and if you guys can, the outcome of the explosives deal. Now, I found this uh, article about uh, the guy that was killed gangland style and another person. This one started because uh, this uh, editor or Linda Kay, she speciali uh, specializes in cold cases, posted December 26, 2014. The Hells Angels model, three can keep a secret if two of them are dead, is per personified in the case of two bikers found shot and stuffed into a car trunk near Rasmer three decades ago. I believe that was 81, I said. Michael Thunder Finazzo and Tyler Duris Frinick, 
believed to be about 30, were executed gang lion style September 26 of 1981. Their bodies were found wrapped in plastic in the trunk of a blue Oldsmobile 88. Finazzo was the president of the notorious biker gang Charlotte chapter. Uh, the other guy was a top sergeant and secretary. He died of three gunshots to the back of the head. Uh, Finazzo had one bullet in his head and his left leg was broken. That's pretty bad, man, how they uh, died, man. That's hardcore. Deputies with the Randolph County Sheriff's Office made the gruesome discovery after a motorist reported a car with blood dripping from the trunk on the side of the gravel road about five miles southeast of Ramsar. The duel was shot with a 9mm pistol earlier in the morning uh, on the day they were found. Both men were kneeling when shot, according to the autopsy reports. The car did belong to uh, Finazzo's girlfriend. She was questioned, but never was implicated. The case remains open, but is in an inactive status, said Scott Williams, special agent in charge of Northern Piedmont District. Quote, there have been no new leads brought forth or identified. Uh, he said he spoke with one of the original SBI investigators on the case, and he tells me that it's his belief the victims were probably killed in Durham, and were being taken to Charlotte, but for reasons unknown, they left Randolph County. And he went on to say no evidence existed to suggest the murders took place where the vehicle was located. And he goes on to quote, as with most motorcycle gang investigations, the witnesses and suspects are generally not cooperative with law enforcement. Wow. Then it goes on about the funeral and stuff. More than 200 bikers, uh, 8 states in Canada, which that was a lot back then. Two dozen photographers, half a dozen television crews, and around 20 reporters were present. Uh, about 1,000 onlookers watched as 68 motorcycles and several vans and cars carrying 100 family members. There you go, man. Wow. Now... Let's go back to October 2nd, 1981. Bikers feud blamed for double slaying. We went over the funeral stuff. They go into some drama. The fearsome looking motorcyclist. Under a police escort. They buried him. The two angels were shot and uh, uh, shot to death and stuffed in the trunk. It went on to say police had no arrest in the killings, but suspect it was part of the Angels' rivalry with another gang, the Outlaws, who lost six members and associates in similar killings over the past two years. And then they go into the BS. Police in the Carolinas suspect the gangs were involved in 15 unsolved homicides since July 4th of 79. 79. Wow. And that's 81, so within two years, there were 15 unsolved homicides. Interesting stuff, isn't it? And it goes to what I've always said is the reason why I only recognize 10 or 12 old school one percenters clubs is because of the work they had to put in 
the tribulation that they had to deal with. Stuff that these pop-up 1% clubs never had to deal with. They never had to deal with something going back and forth for two years and all of a sudden you got 15 guys laying down. Now that wouldn't happen nowadays because of the way the FBI, ATF again, DEA, they have different technologies. So let me know your thoughts in the comments section and what you think about these pop-up 1% clubs or these new 1% clubs that haven't been around talking about the diamond or flashing it when they didn't have to go through stuff like this. So anyway, we got China Doll in the studio right now. We're going to get to the second half. Make sure... You go over to our Discord or go listen to the full show, MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. We're going to be live right after this one. I'll talk to you guys then. Hopefully you guys uh, had something to think about here. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the -the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. like Captain Crunch, Honeycomb, and Raisin Bran. All in one bowl. Part of this nutritious breakfast. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you guys doing? Welcome to the show. We are live right now for the second half of motorcycle madhouse and i got my cute bitch bipolar ass freaking wife sitting here with me china dow what's up china dow how are you doing you freaking viper you oh boy oh boy after the show we have to talk man but anyway how are you doing i am all right how are you I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. You think today that uh, you can actually talk loud into the mic? I am talking loud in the mic. Okay, good. Is that better? Yeah. Yes, it's be- it's better, you know. Yeah, okay. It's better, you fucking viper, you. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> <laughs> so what you up to? Nothing. Yeah, you getting used to getting up this early and stuff? No. It happens. You know, maybe <laughs> you might want to go to bed earlier. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. You, you be wide-eyed and uh, bright and happy in the morning for the show? I'm pretty awake today. You know, I usually wake up about 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. That's your fault. Uh, you know, I then I go to bed early. Yeah, I'm well, getting old in my age. Well, you are. <laughs> You're old. So you said you had a story to tell me. I do. You know, is it like Rubik's mean, uh, you know, another freaking Scotsman in a dress? What? No, no, no. It's actually something that's going around on social media that has extremely gotten me kind of like pissed off. 
Uh, oh, and, not you and, pissed off. And, of course, the first place I notice it is TikTok. And I've got messages from people that follow me on TikTok through the show. Um, I got one from Dark Soul, and I was already aware of the thing. Um, but it was such a big deal that it actually made USA Today. So I'm going to bring it up so everybody is aware of the crap that's going on through social media right now. A group of men on TikTok plan to commit sexual assault on April 24th. They are calling it National Rape Day. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Being that this month is actually Sexual Assault Awareness Month and Prevention Month, a disturbing trend is going viral on TikTok warning about National Rape Day. Mind you, the 24th is Saturday. This group of six men recently created a TikTok video in which they encourage others to commit sexual assaults on April 24th. Millions of social media users have viewed or shared reactions to the threat on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. However, neither USA Today nor TikTok could find any evidence of the threats because of the fact that so many people reported these six men that they have the actual video that they originally posted has been removed from TikTok, which shows that there is no evidence of it on TikTok. Somebody didn't get a hold of that video? There is probably people out there that do have the video but are not willing to share. Um, But you will see if you are on TikTok uh, and other social media platforms, mainly TikTok because that's where it started, um, you will see rebuttals from one of all the top creators um, on TikTok uh, rebutting on how if every, like there's some of them, there was an image met on Facebook that was shared. If everyone, anyone has plans on April 24th, don't go out. There are men planning to, planning a national rape day. Um, another widely shared one is tips on how to prevent your, prevent it and to take care of yourself. Um, what the fuck is wrong with people now? <laughs> yeah, so their their whole goal now is to make Saturday, the 24th of April, being that it is Sexual Awareness Month and Crisis Month, to consider it National Rape Day. So they are encouraging, these six men are encouraging all men to take advantage of this and do and commit sexual assault on Saturday, the 24th. You know what? I wish I could uh, get a hold of them myself and show them what it feels like to be fucking raped. So Stick a fucking broomstick up their ass. I'm just, um, you know, majority of the creators on TikTok, social, you know, because, I mean, it's a, pr- it's a big site. It's huge. The, the main creators on there, all the big highfalutin tootin' ones, um, they actually just all went to Vegas and had this big thing but you will see individuals post on there that you know if you feel not safe you know and you know there's a man next to you that you feel comfortable with grab onto their arm and don't let go that gives them a sign that you're uncomfortable around somebody um and not to travel alone you know who's to say whether or not this is a joke or if this is real? But this if they're printing, no fucking joke. but if they're printing this in the in four different newspapers, I found it. I just went with the first one, which was um, USA Today. But it's in four newspapers, and it's pretty much being spread everywhere. 
be safe on the 24th, which is Saturday. Uh, don't go anywhere alone if you are a female. Uh, just better be safe than sorry because you... With the way the world is today, you don't know how many idiots will actually try and do this National Rape Day. Well, you're damn right, man, because there are a lot of fucking idiots out there. And where the fuck are the feds? I have They can get a hold of this shit off of social media. You would think, um, but everybody keeps insisting that they don't know if it's real, they don't know it if don't it's a joke. It don't matter if it's real or not, but I'm sorry not a to joke. S- but in my opinion, it's a threat against women. It should be taken seriously, you know, but... It's just, no joke, because you know what? These idiots on the internet will take that shit serious. Just look at what the fuck happened with us. Mm-hmm. Dude put Vicks vapor rub on his dick. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the, you know, I'm watching a lot of the main creators and other people on TikTok posting their videos saying, and a lot of them are the guys, and there's even women that are posting videos in rebut to this comment from the people, you know, the six men that posted it originally saying, you know, hey, give us a call, we'll help you out. They're standing in their videos, you know, saying that this is not going to happen, this is not okay. There are a lot of actual police officers that post on TikTok, and even their videos are saying that this is not going to happen, and they'll be out an extra force on the 24th. Well, what's you know what what's worse about this is I just looked up the article in these fucking media... They said, fact check, viral TikTok trends surrounding warning of sexual assault on April 24th are unsubstantiated. Yeah. That's what they're saying. They just put this all over the internet again. That's, mm. what the hell's wrong with them? See, that's that's why I'm just saying, you know, in my personal opinion, and that, you know, you, we've got the radio show. It goes throughout the world. Why not... Just give the warning on play it safe on Saturday. Yeah, because you're gonna have these freaking because you're gonna have them. Yeah, you're gonna have some morons that are gonna follow through with this initial threat, or as some people are putting it in their little air quotes as joke. You know, but I don't consider it a joke, and I just wanted people to be aware of it, especially since I had 32 private messages on TikTok last night, mm. which. And they were all 32 different videos for me to watch from different creators, 32 different creators, on how to protect yourself on the 24th of April. Well, I think that uh, not only on the 24th, but uh, see, I'm a big believer in, and you know, I've been working on getting you one, is like a 350, uh, no, not a 357, that kicked you on your ass. That knocked me on my butt. But a 380 little hand freaking gun that fits in your palm and shoot them motherfuckers if they come near you. Yeah, I mean, I've got my pepper spray, but you know. It only does so much. But it only does so much. You know, I'm a big girl. I can, you know, and the best part for me is I do not work far from home. Right. So that's the bonus for me. Um, and the fact that, you know, which everybody's like, oh, whatever. But no, you I, have the, I have the cops coming in and out of my gas station all the time. But, you yeah, know, but it is the principle behind it. You know, I am choosing to drive to work. Yes, that's a block away. But I'm going to drive to work that day instead of walk, which I would normally do if it's nice out. But uh, I just wanted people to be aware of it 
because of the fact that it is so much all over TikTok, if you watch any of that, and the fact that I got 32 videos from 32 different people. Well, you combine the fact that these assholes in the media just freaking amplified everything, so you're going to have a lot of, you know copycats out there if you will and the sad the sad part is is people are stupid and you know there's i'm sorry guys but there's guys that are real complete freaking idiots that will see this and they're gonna follow through with the threat so i just be wanted careful people to, out there guys i it's just want really to be careful moment i just wanted people to be aware of it you know, it's bad enough this country's on edge with this shit in Minnesota and stuff. Now you have something like this come out. You know, Ted Kaczynski, he was the Unabomber. And he used to send bombs to important tech people and blow their asses up because he said technology like that would be the ruin of this country. And I have to freaking agree with him, man. It is kind of the ruin of this country, what the hell's going on. You have a story like this that is circulating worldwide right now yeah and if you look at india you know i know a lot of people don't know this they have a rape crisis over in india they do it all the time over there and now you have six guys uh and i don't think it's uh, substantiated because if you had all the major creators see this shit yep uh it's like every we have a for you page which is like a general kind of chat thing and then every other video for the past two nights has been somebody making everyone aware and to share this and to do this and to do that about april 24th Mm. and i mean there's a lot of major creators on there no there's sick people out there look at that pedophile that we covered uh with courtney yeah there are some sick motherfuckers out there that will take this shit serious. So women, make sure you protect yourselves. You know, carry some bear mace or something with you and don't be afraid to freaking use it if somebody uh, approaches you. If you don't feel uh, safe, use this shit on them. And, you know, if you haven't been dating somebody and you're dating somebody now and it's very new... Be aware of that, too, because date rape is a thing, too. Exactly. We're going to go to our 80s theme today. Two in a row. We got uh, Dio Up and Allison Chains, and we'll be back with some uh, funny stuff after this. You know, you kind of killed my show with that one, but uh, hey, you warn people.
just one type of music. World-class rock. It's like Captain Crunch, Honeycomb, and Raisin Bran. All in one bowl. Part of this nutritious breakfast. <laughs> You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. All right, we're back with my favorite holidays today. Everybody get you a big old doobie and smoke it up. It's 420 day today. I think it should be a national holiday if you ask me. I think everybody should get off of work, be able to smoke them up some doobies. Yes. Yeah, it is 420, isn't it? It's 420 (laughs) day, baby. (laughs) That's kind of funny. We're going to have to get high tonight. Oh, God, I am home from work, too. Yes, you are. We're going to get high on the 7 o'clock show. (laughs) We're all going to have some fun. So tonight, when you're listening to Rockin' with Hollywood, we are going to be celebrating 420, maybe get some history of 420, and just have a good old time. Can I pass, pass, skip? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no skipping out on the 420 day man none at all i want to skip <laughs> i want to i don't know skip me and back to you and draw two <laughs> <laughs> anyway this is our 80s show man we got music from the 80s and stuff we're also going to be talking about right now what sex was like in the 1980s, the different ways people thought about it, the different kind of attitudes. Yes, we're going to be talking about it, baby, and our Black Widow theme song for China now, baby. (laughs) So sex in the 80s was a lot different than it is today, I have to say. Yeah. I remember, and you know what? I remember this was like yesterday. I didn't have sex in the 80s, so I wouldn't know. You're freaking a gump. Anyway, (laughs) my first blowjob. Oh, God. My goodness gracious, it set me on a path till today. (laughs) That's why I say a blowjob is a way to a man's heart. First one, man, was my girlfriend. First girlfriend, uh, Michelle. That bitch can suck a dick. I, dude, uh, you got some competition right there, man. So a blowjob a day keeps the doctor away. What? Yeah, it was. Ba- <laughs> she taught me that, you know, because she was older than me. I, I think I was like a freshman or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And uh, she was just graduating from high school, and going into college and shit. And boy, I went to venture over on Armitage and Mannheim. You know, there was a venture. Bench, there oh was my a God. venture back then. <laughs> venture is there. <laughs> you know, that's, it looked like the zebra, that sign and all that kind of shit. And anyway, went on the side of the building. And, you know, she talking all weird and shit, my dick getting hard. And she says, pull down your freaking pants. I was like, oh, you got no problems there. What's up? You going to give me a hand job or something? No, that bitch face planted, man. <laughs> And, uh, you know, she just, you know, there's a lot of women that just concentrate on the tip or only go halfway down. Uh, A lot of people I know do that kind of stuff. God, who does that? (laughs) And anyway, she deep-throating that motherfucker. And boy, oh boy, man, when I blew, I blew. 
and she had the shit all over her face and everything like that. She come up smiling. I was like, you, you, you got my heart. You got Hollywood. And uh, you, you, you got Holly's wood. Yeah, you got Holly's wood at that point. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I don't think it was, you know, today it's probably a lot different. We did a lot of public spots back then. You know, you hide and all that kind of crap. You're sitting around. You ever notice when you're doing something in a car, you're always looking around. The guy is like the watch out. Why the lookout. The yeah. lookout. Why the woman's down there to. playing. And then they're like tapping on you and being like there's a car coming sit up (laughs) (laughs) or wait don't move and you hold their head down so they don't move so they can't be seen (laughs) why they're deep throating your ass don't get you don't get up don't get up there's a car (laughs) (laughs) but boy oh boy let me tell you that man Uh, that was I have to say and I hate to say it man probably one of the best blowjobs I've ever had man it's hard to top something like that but god man did she suck a dick Uh, you know a little girl uh, she was Jewish and I just tell you they're wild them fucking Jewish man they 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 unreal you're stupid (laughs) how am I stupid and you know it was also that broad you know because we used to go in the garage man she was like a sex maniac here I am a youngin and you know she had a high sex drive because she was just going to college and stuff she wanted to get the bone every freaking day man so we go in the garage and stuff like that you know bone it up and uh you know it was pretty weird, man. That was the, you know, because, you know, she liked uh, doing some anal and shit like that. So, I, I, I at first, I was like, I ain't sticking my dick in there. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, man? I ain't sticking my dick in your ass. <laughs> so, she coerced Hollywood with her blowjob. You know, hey, I, Hollywood's going to try something, you know, new. I'm like that. I, I, you know, I'm adventurous and stuff. <laughs> So, you know, she over here moaning and shit. I was like, you got a dick in your ass. You over here moaning and shit. What the fuck is wrong with you, you freak? (laughs) You know, young kid. Anyway, (laughs) she was also the bitch I first got caught with. (laughs) Busted. We all up in her bedroom and shit, and I'm putting her fucking head through the wall. Next thing you know, her fucking parents come home. And I'm like, fuck. And, you know, they're calling out here. I am busting that bitch through the wall and shit like that. And we heard them. I was like, shit, I'm butt-ass naked. I get up in the motherfucking uh, closet and shit. I run right to the closet. They're out there yelling. (laughs) They know I'm bumping on their daughter and shit. Uh, So, you know, when she got him in the kitchen and stuff, I got my shit on. And I remember it because it was cold as fuck. It was right in the middle of winter. I forgot my jacket and walked my ass home. What the fuck is wrong with you getting me caught like that? Uh, it's, you know, suffice to say that the mother didn't like me too much after that. Uh, <laughs> still to this day, she hates my guts for putting um, her daughter through the wall. Not a lot of mothers like you. <laughs> no, you know, that's just something. Just I don't saying. know what it is with Hollywood. Uh, they just don't saying. like me. They don't like you. You know, maybe I got an attitude problem. But, uh, yeah, sex back then was something else, man. Uh, I think it was a lot more freewheeling if you would get no pun intended uh you know we we weren't wearing dresses back then you know like 
some guys I know these days with their balls hanging out and shit. <laughs> but, uh, you know, seeing some shit. Well, I don't know, man. You had that freaking boy George running around and shit. Yeah, he was cool. You know, he was super gay. He wore freaking kilts. <laughs> yes, he did. He wore dresses. He wore dresses. He didn't wear a kilt. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. I, you know what? I'm going to find a picture of it. I remember specifically this dude wore kilts. No, he didn't. Pleated skirts were a big thing back then. Yeah, and he wore them. Yeah, but it's different than the... the well, that's what I'm trying to say. Things in the 80s were different today. Pleated skirts that women wore back then are different than kilts. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. You know the co- the colors were more vibrant back then too. You know, you had your pinks, your yellows, your blues. The blue eyeshadow. The blue eyeshadow, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? I have to say, women uh, were sexier back then than now. What was it? The hair. It was the hair. You guys actually took care of yourselves. You sat there for an hour or two, making yourselves look good. Now you guys look like a bunch of schlucks. Uh-uh. You don't take your your appearance uh, seriously. Really? No, you do not. Okay. Women do not take their appearance as serious as they used to do in the 80s. All right, so should I That's tell why you? everybody was around, you know, pumping on a, a woman back then, because they were hotter than hell. So are you saying that I should totally, like, 80s look it up for tonight or something? <laughs> I don't think it's possible, man, because you got a freaking boy haircut. Oh, shut up. I am not a boy. You do have the haircut, though. That's why I said, you know what? I should put you on punishment until that hair grows all the way down to your freaking uh, shoulders, man. No more of this boy-looking shit. Why? Because it looks stupid on you. I'm just being honest. I like my short, spiky hair. I don't like it. This modern look sucks. Too bad. A woman's supposed to have hair down to her shoulders. Not all women like it because it's too much work. Oh, see? There, you prove my point. You prove my point. How do I prove your point? In the 80s, women love doing their hair. They sit in front of the mirror. Yeah, but we're so over it, though. So over it, my ass. We're over it. And then you wonder why men, they freaking, you know, gravitate to the other female species, you know, that they're not supposed to be doing. Is because their women are walking around in sweatpants. I don't wear sweatpants. Why there's other women <laughs> out there that are boom, bang, yeah. I don't wear sweatpants <laughs> in public. <laughs> no. I do not wear sweatpants in public. No. But other women do. Okay, other women might, but I don't. I won't leave the house in sweatpants. I just think it was a more freewheeling uh, freedom decade, man. Because a lot of stuff that we got uh, today is from the 80s, man. You got your Walkmans that came out back then. I can see you with a Walkman. Do you know what's funny? When I was packing Britney's stuff in her room, I actually found my CD player Walkman. Get out of here! Yeah, I did. Yeah, I found it in her drawer. Don't you get rid of it? Does it still work? I don't know. I don't know if it works or not. I packed it in her stuff, though. Because <laughs> our kids wouldn't know what the hell a Walkman is. She Well, she knows the CD player one because she found it in our room years ago, and she kept it. She took it and kept it. You imagine putting Corey in front of a freaking uh, tape, one of the first Nintendos <laughs> or an Atari with just the joystick and a button? I'd like to see him with an Atari. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Dude, there's one button <laughs> and a stick. And they don't know what an arcade is. That's where, you know what? The now, mo- I'm going to correct you there. 
Our daughter does because I used to take her to one when she was younger. Now our son, on the other hand, doesn't have a clue. <laughs> that was the favorite hangout spot for you know kids our age. Was the arcade, and you know what? I got another story. We were at uh, what the hell was that? Uh, Harmon Irving. There used to be an arcade there, right across where more of the knives were sold. I wonder if that store is still there. Anyway, uh, we were there having some fun, you know, playing the arcades. And then we went up on the upper deck of uh, the hip, and she gave another knockout-ass blowjob. Oh, Lord. It's like, damn, man, this bitch just wanted to suck on Hollywood's pecker. You know, feels good. You know? And she had no problem with the blow. She just get down there, swallow that shit, have a good old time. And I don't know how many times at the roller rink, man. Woo! The roller woo, woo, woo. rink. The roller rink. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I cannot picture you on roller skates. I, you know what? I really, I only did it once or twice, and I was on the sidelines because that's where everybody was at. All yeah, the you bitches. just hang out. <laughs> yeah, I would just hang out. Why the fuck you want me out there bust my ass? Because it'd be funny. Yeah, I don't bust my ass. That's not, uh, it, you know, what it is. But there was a study in Bustle where they compared uh, how sex was in the 80s compared to today. And their number one deal was sex positivity has become more intersectional. Because uh, back then, women had a lot of freaking... They were nervous about sex back then. Now, they're not nervous at all, man. They like taking the freaking uh, guy's balls, putting them in their purse. See, back then, it didn't work that way. <laughs> well, back in the 90s, you said yours weren't mine, so... No, I did not! Uh, yeah... You slipped up. You tried. You you tried. Not happening. Anyway. So, they were more nervous back then than they are now. You know, now women are just freaking nuts. Your sexual beings are, you know what? You people talk about sex worse than guys do. Mm -hmm. We do. And you're finally coming out of the closet, so to speak. What do you mean coming out of the closet? Because you guys are nothing but sex animals. We like talking about it. We're just, I don't know. We're two different species, man. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. And feminism is finally starting to accept sex workers. You know how uh, women say, hear me roar. And in the 80s, it was always, you know, with sex workers, it was like a handoff type of deal. You, you know, it was bad for women's identities. And, you know, you get into all that bullshit. And now they're saying, you know what? If you got that pussy, you might as well use it. You might as well put it to work. Make some money. Feminists are even saying that now. I think they sh- I, I think the sex workers should have a union. <laughs> sex workers union, right? <laughs> I don't know why not. Everybody else has one. And you know what? This is one of the main reasons why I started the Anti-Viper League. Okay? The Anti-Viper League. See, men used to be men in the 80s. Now they're not so much men. Because women, they take their balls, they, you know, do all sorts of nasty things to them. Uh, 
I guess uh, the difference between the 80s and now is women care more about their own pleasure. Where, you know, sex is supposed to be about blow and go. It's supposed to be making the man feel good. See, sex makes a man feel like a man. And nowadays, women, they turn that shit on us. They Jedi mind tricked our asses. Thinking that, wait, 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 wait. We're supposed to make them feel good. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And I guarantee I'm going to get somebody in my comment section saying, well, I always take care of my women before me. Bullshit. I ain't seen that yet. <laughs> you want to stick yours in there just like Hollywood, pound a blow and go, and get the hell out of here. Don't you try to uh, fit into this PC climate. That's what's wrong with men. They don't want. They don't want to fit into this PC climate. Not Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood's still a man. I just want to freaking blow and leave and go. Yeah, no cuddling. But nowadays, in the you know, compared, and that's the way it was in the eighties. You know, women knew how to take care of a man. They don't know how to take care of men anymore. They're always worried about themselves. So no cuddling. They're greedy. No cuddling. Fuck that cuddling shit. <laughs> <laughs> no women are greedy why are you greedy man how are we greedy you're greedy you always wanted to be about your own self it should be no 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 you, <laughs> you guys are there to make babies that's what sex for you guys are supposed to be about yeah, but there's a lot of other us than that, that don't make babies man. anymore then you know what you just lay on your back let your guy do what he has to do and you know be happy with it then don't complain when they lay there and do nothing because it gets done too fast to even reciprocate <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> quit, quit comparing some women to a dead log. You're like an it, oak. When it doesn't last long enough to even make a noise. You're an oak. Just saying. You know, that's because I know when I go in for the freaking home base steel. Yeah. That it only lasts a second or two because it's like, damn, man, she would be a dead log. She can't get me freaking hard. And it's like, damn, I got to do all the work again. She wants it to be about herself and not Hollywood. How can I get past that? Get over it. I, there ain't no getting over get that. Get over it. There ain't no getting over that. Because if you're going to go, I should be able to go at least once. That's what you guys get vibrators for. And you know what? I'm so actually going to be covering the 25 weird uh, sex toys in a little bit. Um, I swear to God, I'm going to buy you the same thing I got our son. I'm buying you a pocket pussy, so then you could just do it whenever you want. I don't need a pocket pussy. I got my hand. Well, whatever. <laughs> just figured you'd want one, too. Just thought maybe you'd want one. So where was the turn with you women where you got all selfish... And wanted it to be about you. I don't know. It must have been them damn 90s. It must have been. <laughs> the 90s were messed up too, but we're stuck in the 80s right here. I love the 80s as a decade. I actually feel sorry for people that weren't born during the 80s. Or ever, ever lived through it or yeah, anything. You, you know, know, like our kids. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> they just don't know what fun is all about. No, they just don't know. No, they don't. They don't get it. <laughs> they don't get it they don't get the music you know at least back then the rock music you can understand the lyrics 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I really like some of the stuff like uh, Godsmack and Avenged uh, Sevenfold. I kind of like these bands nowadays compared, you know, the more you listen to them, they got better uh, tunes and stuff compared to the 80s. It was all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's what it was all about. To some, yeah. You know, you had guys running around looking like girls. Well, in the 80s, let's see, sex, drugs, rock and roll, I fit under one category. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be the the, rock and roll. But the the bands, you know, the glam bands, they look like freaking broads. They'd use more hairspray and kill the ozone than the freaking broads did. How do you think us women got hair ideas, okay? (laughs) It was from the 80s bands. Really, that was from the 80s bands? (laughs) Dude. It's like, I don't know if they copied us women or if we copied them. I think it was you guys that copied them. Well, hell yeah, because it's like every time my brother came home from a concert, like, he went to Ozzy concerts a lot. Well, Ozzy wasn't a glamour. No, I know, but he had the hair back then, the big hair. And I stole one of his T-shirts, and my goal that day was when I stole his T-shirt and I was wearing it to school that day was to have my hair look huge like Ozzy's. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait a second. Ozzy did uh, the front. I think it was. He had the big hair. Yeah, but not as bad as some of these other ones. No, no. But he had, he had, yeah. There's nobody as crazy as Ozzy Osbourne, and they wonder why he's fucked up today, man. Dude snorted ants. Ugh. He's weird. I seen a documentary, and yeah, he snorted ants. Dude's crazy. But he's still amazing. He can only sing. He He can't can't talk. He can't, you can't have, uh, he actually has a TikTok. Oh, Ozzy Osbourne has a TikTok now? Uh-huh. Yeah. The last one I seen was him standing in front of the microwave getting pissed off waiting for popcorn. Because <laughs> it wouldn't... He kept setting the timer wrong so it wouldn't pop. So he took the bag out and threw it at Sharon. <laughs> what was one of the biggest songs back then? From what? Any specific The band? 80s. Whatever one. The, no. the one song... What do you think would have defined the 80s, the one song? Oh, God, I don't know. There's too many. I'm sure you know. Twisted Sister, I Want to Rock. I Want to Rock!
Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Oh yeah, man, it's on sale at Amazon. We're getting our second shipment in soon. And yeah, Donna had a great sex scene that she uh, emailed me. I really loved that one. But see, you just put your class picture in uh, the Discord server. That's what I'm talking about. Hot as fucking hell. Look at that hair. You actually took care of yourself. Look at your makeup at that time. You didn't look so old. <laughs> yeah, but the best part, them are Lee Press-On nails. <laughs> Those are the fakest nails in the world <laughs> compared to now these are actually mine <laughs> how much uh, aquanet did you have to use to get that? like a can a day how long did the freaking it take you to get your hair like that probably about an hour and that's permed and that's perm yeah that's a perm. you remember that was a big trend with perms spiral perms <laughs> i sported a spiral perm dude i would have gave you the bone back then yep that was my senior year yes i'd have gave you the bone right up that freaking ass years <laughs> i'd have gave you a colon cleanse like hell that was me i, I mean you- i could post a picture from 94 you know basically it was i think it was the day before i met you yeah i still had the bangs <laughs> One of these days, I'll have to post in there one of mine, man. I had all that. I had that six pack going on then. <laughs> man, oh man, I drove the girls hot, man. I'm telling you. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it is. Also, uh, you know, shocker. Uh, email your sister that song. That way, she can look it up for me. Uh, but yeah, you looked hotter than smoking hot back then, man. I'd have done all <laughs> kinds of dirty things to you. <laughs> But that was the 80s hair. And that and that was because my sides were pulled back. Normally, they'd be down, so it'd look like dog ears. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I had my sides They were called dar- dog ears? Well, that's what they looked like. Because <laughs> it looked like wings. You would, like, tease them out so, like, they would puff out on the sides and stuff. Oh, yeah, it was great. So why can't women do that nowadays? It's too much fucking work. You're lazy. Yeah, dude. It's laziness. That's, a, that's an hour's worth of work, and you're scrunching the perm, and that took a whole can, and yes, we killed the ozone, so, you know. Didn't they, uh, what's it called? Didn't they ban that spray? <laughs> no, it's actually still in stores, but it's not the same. It's not the popular one? It, well, it's the one super extra hold. They still sell it at Walmart, but uh-huh. I, I sprayed it one time, and it has a different smell, so I think it's probably totally different. A different, totally different one? Yeah, but I do have one that'll hold that, that well. You know, so. When you get your hair back, we're going to have to do an 80s and night. <laughs> we're, I'm talking blue eyeshadow the whole nine yards. An 80s and night. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got them guys flaunt them show a picture of what you looked like back in the 80s and early 90s yes we gotta see them pictures <laughs> even hollywood will participate <laughs> i'd love to see some it'd be great 
It was more, uh, like I said, it was a more freewheeling time back then. I think it was a freaking awesome period. Uh, but on tonight's show, we'll cover what I couldn't cover on uh, today. We're going to have some fun tonight with China Doll and stuff. It is 420. That means it's a national holiday that you guys should be out there smoking some doobies, man. Get out there and smoke some doobies, damn it. You know, if your boss asks, just tell him Hollywood said it was all right. I can do it. So with that, guys, we're going to see you tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And get them pictures up, man, in the Discord server. I think it would be a fun thing to do. <laughs> I think it would be great to see what everybody used to look like. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't look like a boy back then. No, I had hair, dude. <laughs> More than just one type of music. World-class rock. It's like Captain Crunch, <laughs> Honeycomb, and Raisin Bran. All in one bowl. Part of this nutritious breakfast. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. See y'all guys tonight. Bye.